You want to get that tutor in there before there's a problem. A tutor should just be part of your educational team. The education, education is a holistic process. And the classes tend to build on themselves. As we go through the grade school levels, we're learning our fundamentals. And so if you don't have a strong basis in your fundamentals at that point, then you really start struggling with the next piece of material they're teaching. This episode is brought to you by the Blissful Parenting Toolbox. If you're looking for better ways to communicate with your child, deal with challenging behavior, or just improve your parenting skills, our free Parenting Toolbox contains the best resources from our expert workshops as well as contributions from our podcast guests. These tools could be the missing link that you've been looking for to solve everyday parenting challenges and to access highly effective ways to communicate with your child without triggering conflict, arguments, or meltdowns. The best part is that these resources, tools, and templates are completely free and are a gift to you for being a valued member of our community and subscriber to our show. To get free instant access to the Blissful Parenting Toolbox today by visiting www.blissfulparenting.com forward slash toolbox. That address again, www.blissfulparenting.com forward slash toolbox. Register today and we'll see you on the inside. Hello, hello. Welcome, Blissful Parents. Michelle Abraham, your host of Blissful Parenting Podcast. I am coming to you today with a very special guest. We're talking about stressless education. Wouldn't that be fantastic and create much happier home life for us and less stress for our kids? And our guest expert today is Russ Hanish, and I'm so excited to bring him here to you guys today. So Russ, hi, and thank you for being with us today. Hi, Michelle. It's great to be here. Awesome. So Russ, there's so many great things about what you have. You're part of STEM at the, uh, sorry, excuse me, STEM academics and for fun tutoring. And you have built a system and a process to make uh, education less stressful for families out there. So tell us a little bit about your background, how you got started in this and how you're just rocking it, helping all those families out there today. Okay. Well, when I was a kid, I had this dream of working in big science. And so I went out and I got myself a job working at Lawrence Livermore Laboratory. I got to work in nuclear physics there, and I worked at another national laboratory called Sandia. I worked in chemical kinetics there. I did that for about 20 years and then invented something called the periodic table of dimensions, which does for physics with measurements what the periodic table of elements does for chemistry with elements. Uh, at that point, the lab I was working at decided they wanted to downsize their workforce. And so they offered me an early retirement. I took an early retirement and did a three-year sabbatical to develop my periodic table of dimensions and then turned to looking for what I was going to do next. Uh, my cousin came along one day and asked me to tutor her homeschooled kids and I just fell into that totally naturally. It worked really good for me. And so I ended up starting a tutoring business called Physics for Fun. That's awesome. And do you eventually, find Yeah, eventually it got so difficult to 
tell people about that name that we changed the name to STEM academics. And so now we are STEM academics. In STEM academics, I think everyone can relate to because a lot of our kids are doing STEM activities in school. And um, now the, the reason for the name change. So tell them how it was spelled, the for fun, for fun, uh, physics for fun. <laughs> yeah. So physics for fun was spelled P-H-Y-S-I-C-S. P-H-O-R-P-H-U-N. So yeah. you have that phonetic <laughs> play on words there. But boy, trying to tell people about that name was just horrendous. I understand. I understand. I've done that with a few businesses before. Where, you know, sometimes those phonetic plays on words sometimes doesn't help us with our marketing. Right? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about today. Now, today you have... Uh, several locations. You are doing lots of different tutoring, lots of different things. You you work with some incredible in some incredible spaces. So tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah. So so my tutoring firm is located in Templeton, California, but we reach all over the world using the internet. Uh, so we do in home, in office, and online tutoring. Um, my company reaches from Templeton all the way up and down the West Coast. I have students in New York City, Paris. Uh, so we've got a pretty good international reach at this point. Uh, the, the Zoom is just, it, it's a wonderful thing. Uh, we have a hard time tutoring students in, say, Australia because of the time yeah. difference. But um, other than that, yeah, it's, it's uh, pretty much limitless. Which is great because then parents don't have to, you know, find a tutoring center somewhere close by and, and then drive their kids there. This is all done from your home and through the Internet and through Zoom, which is so awesome. Uh, so, Russ, I want to dive into a little bit about, you know, what are some things parents can do when they start to notice, like, maybe their student needs some support and some tutoring? What are some things that you can share with our parents today? Okay, well... One of the first things they, that they should do is they should just take the time to sit down and understand where their student is at. Mm -hmm. I do that by checking fundamentals, working through their fundamentals with them. Uh, depending on the age of the student, obviously, those fundamentals are going to be somewhat different. Uh, for the youngest kids, I start by checking, do they know how to count, not just by ones, but by twos, by fives, by tens, even numbers and odd numbers. And that's one of the places where that starts. As they get older, I want to make sure that they've got a good, strong basis in their multiplication tables. And so I'll be checking them on that. And finally, fractions. Fractions is where I see the biggest disconnect between the students and the teachers. Uh, the worst thing is this lowest common denominator concept. It's taught as if that's the only way you can add fractions or subtract fractions, and it is not. The important thing is that we have a common denominator, and it does not matter if it's the lowest one. We can always simplify a fraction afterwards. And those, those three things, when it comes to mathematics, are the biggest failings in their fundamentals that I see students having, usually getting them a good solid foot under, their, under themselves with those skills is enough to help them succeed in the next, at the next level. Hmm, that's great. Now, you know, when you start talking about mathematics, my brain goes back to not being a very good mathematics student. And then my brain goes to, oh my gosh, my kids are coming up into starting to learn those things. How am I ever going to be able to support them when I am not very good at it myself? So any tips for that? 
Right. Well, now that's where the private tutors come in. And so, yeah, I highly recommend you start investigating private tutors. I've written a great little booklet, uh, The Parent's Guide to Choosing the Right Tutor. And you can find that at my website, www.physicsforfun.com. That's P-H-Y-S-I-C-S-F-O-R-F-U-N.com on the website. Yeah, that was that sneaky little four or five in there (laughs) play on words, which is great. So yeah, that would be helpful for parents to know what to look for in a tutor. Can you give us some tips? What are some things that they should look for? Yes. So one of the things you want is you want a tutor who can work with your student year after year. Mm -hmm. So you get this consistency. The teachers do a great job in the classroom, but each year the student goes on to another teacher and The teachers themselves are focused on teaching the material that has been assigned to their curriculum. And a tutor, a good tutor, can give you an overview of all that. It's a holistic overview that will bring all those different classes together. And one of the things I really focus on is is merging the math and science classes together. Science is so often taught as some separate subject, but math is the language of science. And if we get our mathematics down, the science becomes very easy to understand and get really good at. Hmm. It's interesting um, being around some of my husband or his friends that are in construction or in trades that need to use those mathematics or their physics skills uh, as an adult, they all say they wish they were way better at math students, you know, when they first started, because it would have made, made it a lot easier <laughs> for yes, them to learn yeah. their trades. <laughs> Yes, I, yeah. I started out, my first career was as a machinist, and I, I actually learned trigonometry on the job. And yeah, the machinists, uh, carpenters, yeah, there's a lot of trigonometry involved. There's a lot of math involved. And uh, yeah, we, we can get through life without math, without all these things we're taught in school. But if we choose to use those things, then we can make our life quite a bit better for ourselves. Yeah, <laughs> you, you wish you would have been paid a little bit more attention or had a tutor throughout your years in, in school. Then, So uh, now, is it very common for students to have tutors from like elementary school age or is it more common in high school age? Yeah, in the grade school ages, most of the tutoring that's needed is usually reading. That, that's where I see the most use for tutors in mm-hmm. the younger grade level. Uh, sometimes we will run into these roadblocks in math and it's nice mm-hmm. if you have, if you have a tutor who can help you with reading and mathematics, uh, we do have a K through seven program. It's not our main focus here at STEM academics. Um, mm-hmm. but we do like to support the younger children so that they have good foundation by the time they get into middle school and high school. Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah. Especially when they start learning the multiplication in, in, in the grade school, the younger years, to, to carry, if you do, haven't quite got it in the younger years, by the time you get to the harder math, it's a lot harder to still keep trying to learn the, the multiplication tables. That's right, yes. Yeah, that's great. So what, at what age or what grade do you think that you find that students like really struggle? Is it the transition between like eighth and ninth, 10th grade or 10, for me, the 10th to 11th grade, uh, was and sorry, I'm speaking in like grade language, not sophomore juniors, because I'm Canadian, so <laughs> we have a little <laughs> bit different kind of a way of explaining it. But um, that's where I found that was a huge jump in my own. Education. 
education. Is that still the case or do you find it, you know, different, different ages or is a different gap? Yeah, no, I, I would definitely say that that transition from ninth to 10th grade is where the kids really start. They're either going to get it or they're going to start struggling. Um, essentially, it, it's very closely related to puberty. As they go right. through puberty, that uh, they start wanting to to be their own independent selves. Um, a lot, a lot of students want to just prove to themselves that they can do this. And I, we don't go and prepare for the Olympics by ourselves. If, if you want to do something good, if you want to do something big and be really good at it, you you go out, you get yourself a coach. I, I spend probably $5,000 a year on business coaches mm-hmm. at this point. Um, and so coaching is something that everybody should have, and it's not something we should be avoiding. And you do, you see a lot of that as the kids are trying to assert their independence. Right. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That ninth grade to 10th grade gap there is like, I remember for myself, that's when math got a lot harder. Grade 10, I was barely able to do it. And grade 11, I just couldn't do it. So, right, yeah. And I think having a tutor earlier on, if you find out that that strategy is better. So having a tutor and hiring a tutor before there's a problem uh, is a good strategy yeah. or what do you suggest? Yes, definitely. You want to get that tutor in there before there's a problem. A tutor should just be part of your educational team. Mm, that's good. The, the education, education is a holistic process. And the classes tend to build on themselves. As we go through the grade school levels, we're learning our fundamentals. And so it's kind of like as you're learning to read and write, you learn your alphabet first, you learn your sentence structure, you learn your vocabulary. And the same thing goes with math. As we're going through the younger years, we're learning our multiplication tables, adding and dividing, uh, fractions, all that. Um, Then as we move into high school, now we start teaching the higher level math. And that's this where the the rubber meets the road with all the fundamentals. And we start actually having to use those fundamentals. And so if you don't have a strong basis in your fundamentals at that point, then you really start struggling with the next piece of material they're teaching. Mm, Yeah, that's so important. And is there a point where like the foundations are done being taught and now it's like, you know, you got to know the foundations definitely by like grade eight, grade nine. Is there a certain age there? Well, the foundations are pretty much done being taught by the time you're finished with seventh grade. Everything we're learning after that. Yeah. So eighth grade on, uh, we are now starting to build. It's, it's, Hmm. It's when they bring letters into math. Yeah. And so, yeah, when you bring the letters into math, your fundamentals are done. Um, the invisible number. Uh-huh, yeah. yeah. I, I have this favorite cartoon that I, I've posted on Facebook more than once. Uh, and it's just a picture of the devil. And it says, and Satan said, let's put the alphabet in math. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah makes it just to make it more complicated <laughs> yeah uh-huh. that's great <laughs> awesome so what advice do you have for parents today that are perhaps you know not quite at the stage they're struggling yet but just like looking into the future and um, a couple of things that you can start recommending like is a tutoring like once a week kind of thing do you do or do you do it several times a week uh do you start off slower and then build up as they get older or how does that work 
I like to encourage parents to get tutoring once a week for their students. Once a week is a good frequency for check-in. The teachers haven't covered too much material and there's still material to talk about. Um, as you get into some of the tougher classes, sometimes you need to be able to lengthen those tutoring sessions. I, I find that between one and two hours is your optimum length of a tutoring session. Mm -hmm. And uh, a good tutor will watch that and, you know, they'll notice the kids getting tired and want to, you know, and then, then the tutor should be cutting back and saying, okay, it's time to cut it off here. Right. Um, but then again, I, I've had a few high school students that have kept me up from, you know, 9 p.m. all the way till 1 a.m. so they could finish a physics lab. And, you know, I love that myself. <laughs> I'm a night owl anyway. So I, I love that. But that doesn't happen too often. And it's very rare that I will actually allow that. Either. Right. And so uh, for students, like, is there a best time like that you find as a tuner for students? Like, is it they've gone home, they've relaxed, then they have dinner, then they come to you? Or is it like right after school or is it a weekend thing? What's the best time to get tutored? That's very much a personality based thing. Mm -hmm. uh, the sports that they're in, their after school activities uh, make a big difference there. Mm -hmm. um, essentially, my tutoring day starts at about two o'clock in the afternoon. Those are usually seniors in high school who have short days or homeschooled students. Uh, 3.30 is the big rush. Students have just gotten out of school. Uh, a lot of the students want to just go and take care of the tutoring right after school. But then you've got the students who have sports, football, soccer, volleyball, what be it. And uh, they'll come on over, you know, 6.30, uh, 8 o'clock at night. Uh, and then you've got your night owls who really just prefer <laughs> the 9, 9.30 appointments. Uh, I, I have... I have three of those this year. Wow. Yeah. Which yeah. is unusual. Yes. <laughs> and they're high school students too. Yes, they are. Yeah. Wow. They, they must yeah. Be busy one one of them is school. a promising <laughs> baseball player. Yes. Oh, cool. Wow. Yeah. That's so interesting. So, uh, Russ, this has been fascinating to learn a little bit more about tutoring and why you should have a tutor. And, you know, I had a tutor growing up and it certainly helped me. Uh, just, it took the pressure off of my parents, I think. Um, from having to be the ones that help support me in something that maybe they didn't understand or they weren't <laughs> definitely uh, proficient in. So uh, any, any last bit of tips or advice for our parents before we, uh, we send them off to go check out your website and uh, get some help with tutoring? Yes, um, definitely focus on the fundamentals with your kids. When you're talking with them, play games with them, have them count, have them add, have them multiply, make them feel like this is a normal part of life. Mm -hmm. And uh, it'll really help your entire household move smoother if they're having fun in school. Cool. And also helps if you use Skittles or M&Ms for counting and math, right? Oh, yes. <laughs> for grouping. That, and, yeah. Those are those are really good for subtraction because they keep disappearing. <laughs> That's right. And I love car rides also for doing number games or counting or <laughs> those oh, are yes. also fun. <laughs> yeah. We don't need devices in the car. We can just play games and have some fun as a family. <laughs> right on. That's awesome. All right. Thank you so much, Russ, for being here on Blissful Parenting Podcast today. It's been a pleasure getting to know you and learning all about tutoring and how we can help support our kids and having 
a stress-free education. Oh, and wait a second, before I let you go, tell us a little bit about this idea of stress-free education. Oh, I'd say stress-less education. Oh, stress-less education. I'm sorry. Stress-less <laughs> education. And the idea here is, is stress is a bad thing. Stress tends to promote chemicals in our body that actually make us kind of dumb. It's like the smart boy that walks up to the pretty girl and becomes just dumbstruck and can't get a word out of his mouth. Um, so these stress hormones just don't help us learn at all. So the idea is to reduce stress as much as possible. But if there's no stress at all, then there's no motivation to move forward. Uh, e even a plant grows better when you stress it a little bit. When I live in wine country and when they're growing the grapes at the end of the year, the end of the season, they, they stress those grapes by taking the water away. And that makes the grapes sweeter and just a better varietal for the year. And we want to do the same thing with the kids. You, you want to apply a little bit of stress so they have some motivation, but not enough to stress them out. And, and so don't that's take your water away. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Make sure they have plenty of water. Yeah, exactly. That's great. Thank you for that explanation of it. I love it because, you know, Stress the homework and after school conversations about what your homework is, is adds a little stress to our lives as parents. So thank you for making it fun and uh, in, in having such a great program out there. So for parents, uh, please go and check out Russ's uh, website. And Russ, what was your website again? It's physicsforfun.com. That's P-H-Y-S-I-C-S-F-O-R-F-U-N. Awesome. Thank you so much, Russ, for being here today. And thank you, Blissful Parents. Go out there, enjoy your day, and be blissful. We'll see you again next week. Thanks for having me, Michelle. This episode is brought to you by the Blissful Parenting Toolbox. If you're looking for better ways to communicate with your child, deal with challenging behavior, or just improve your parenting skills, our free parenting toolbox contains the best resources from our expert workshops, as well as contributions from our podcast guests. These tools could be the missing link that you've been looking for to solve everyday parenting challenges and to access highly effective ways to communicate with your child without triggering conflict, arguments, or meltdowns. The best part is that these resources, tools, and templates are completely free and are a gift to you for being a valued member of our community and subscriber to our show. To get free instant access to the Blissful Parenting Toolbox today by visiting www.blissfulparenting.com forward slash toolbox. That address again, www.blissfulparenting.com forward slash toolbox. Register today and we'll see you on the inside.